Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nunas Nunchi podcast, where I do a deep dive to some of your favorite K-dramas from a mental health perspective with a special guest. My guest today is Supi writer, K-drama Supi writer, Bina Lee, aka Bina Hart. So excited to have you. Thanks, Hi. Bina. Thank you for I, me. Yeah, I first heard of <laughs> Bina Hart. So that's how I know her. So she's still Bina Hart to me. Let's see. I know you've been a writer for a while, but maybe like two years ago, I started reading all your stuff and you know how you look at the mm. bottom. Who wrote this? Who wrote this? It's Bina Hart. Yeah. And then I guess we connected through Clubhouse mm-hmm. social media. So Clubhouse is kind yeah. of but so I'm excited to have you. Thank you. I had no idea actually that you um you had read my like you knew who I was or like knew me by my articles. Of course. I had no idea. I had no idea. You're just the first time you told me. So it's Oh, I didn't cool. know that. No, yeah. I just, yeah. of course I'm reading all the K-drama stuff, right? So for K-drama mm-hmm. fans, we're going to read. And Sumpi, I'll be honest to me, is like my go-to. It's actually on my phone um, bookmarked. I think it's like a, a really legitimate, credible source. And mm-hmm. I would basically read, I mean, I, I knew there was other K-drama writers, but yours would always come up because it's nice to get the reviews, right? And then mm-hmm. you could go into it and I would relate, even though we're arguing yeah. with Vincenzo right now. We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> but that's um, that yeah. I want to <laughs> kick off with, how did you become uh-huh. a K-drama writer? Tell us about that. Um, okay, it's not, it's nothing like really spectacular. Like I, I grew up in a Korean home, right? My mom immigrated, my family immigrated to Canada and I was born here. Um, but my mom was, was always a K-drama watcher and like, I thought that was normal, but I find that like, I don't know, some of my friends have said that they never grew up watching Korean dramas. So like that, I know, I remember you telling me that too, but for me, it was just such a normal thing. Um, and maybe that's where I got my like K-drama love from maybe my mom, because she always used to like play, you know, those long 50, 100 episode dramas. And like, I would, I remember I'd like get sucked into certain like clips and stuff. And like, I just grew up watching so many of them. Um, and it's always been a part of my like entertainment life, I guess, you know, even when, when I went to like high school and university, um, it would be my way of like unwinding and de-stressing and stuff. So like, yeah, I never knew it was like not a normal thing in a Korean household, but like in our house, it was very, very, very prevalent. Um, and so then I was trying to figure out like what I wanted to do with my life, you know, like after university and, you know, trying to use my English degree for something. <laughs> so I, um, actually a friend of mine had sent me a link for this, like, scene because she knew like, I was like, um, uh, like watching a lot of dramas at that particular time, because like, I was trying to find a job, right. <laughs> I had nothing else to do. So she was like, Hey, how about like you apply for this? And I was like, okay. Um, you know what? It's pretty cool. And at that time. I had just watched Descendants of the Sun <laughs> and um, I was a huge fan of before it, but um, like that kind of like made me like more passionate about wanting to write about it. Um, so that's why I was like, okay, like I'll apply for it. And like one of the requirements is you have to write like a mock article. So my mock article was about Sunjungi and like why I loved him basically. Um, I could still write about it um, but yeah it was uh, it was like and then like not even a month later they you know went back and was like yeah hey like don't start writing and I was like okay it was just very like easy um, and I've worked with some like really great editors and they like are very open to my ideas thankfully and I guess now I'm considered probably the oldest features writer 
the like I guess I'm like the tambe <laughs> of the writers so um, they're always like yeah you're like a veteran like you're old school and so um there's like a lot of new ones coming up like writers and stuff but yeah I guess I'm the oldest one there and I've it's just like kind of like a side hobby right that I happen to also get like paid a little bit for but uh, it's like yeah you're writing about k-dramas like it's pretty cool right so I sorry, that was like long-winded. <laughs> yeah, no, that's super cool. And obviously we're talking K-dramas here. So I think that's cool. I know. So you are a Song Juki fan. So maybe we'll get into Vincenzo. <laughs> no. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm talking from a mental health perspective, but mm-hmm. that's super cool that your identity growing up, like, not wrapped up in K-dramas, but super cool that mm-hmm. you watched them with your family or specifically mm-hmm. your mom. So then growing up, can you share a little bit about whether did you like them? I don't know. I mean, or did you relate to them? What was it like for you culturally? I think it was my way, like for me, Korean food and Korean dramas was my link to my culture because I know that a lot of um, kyopos, like, so like, you know, Im- Korean immigrated, I don't know the exact definition for, but anyways, like I wasn't born in Korea. So the only thing I really had for my connection to Korea was my parents, my family, um, my grandmother and my parents and like Korean food. And Korean dramas and pop culture. So like I grew up loving the first generation K-pop group, right? Like very, very old school. Like Sateji, I think Jimmy, you might know Sateji. Oh, H-O-T. Yeah, H-O-T. So yeah. I was really young when Sateji and when Sateji like bro- broke through with the K-pop, yeah. right? But I was a huge fan of like H-O-T, Texas, T-O-D, like those first generation mm-hmm. um, K-pop groups. So like I just grew up loving it. And my mom would like my aunt would send magazines and so like it was just a part of like my mom I think did a good job of integrating the culture into our house and so I grew up actually very like fluent in Korean because of Korean dramas and k-pop and Korean music um and my mom used to listen to like all the older people <laughs> Korean music back then like it was Kayo right like oh right um, yeah wow. like, Oh, that's so funny. That's before my time. Are like, like, yeah, but like people, like older people. So I was like, I would sing along with it and stuff. So like, honestly, like it was my mom mainly that kept that link and that identity, I guess, connection with me. So like, for me, I feel very connected to my Korean culture, even though I never grew up there. You know what I mean? Cool. And I can mm-hmm. tell that from you. So then Let's talk about some of the K-dramas. Obviously, even growing up, you didn't get affected by seeing some of the image. I mean, everyone's beautiful and pretty. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you love, that's what I love about watching it, let's be honest. But I'm wondering as mm-hmm. a student or in middle school during adolescence, you didn't feel that mm-hmm. struggle? I guess I'm curious. Well, okay, so I, in, I live in Toronto. And in Toronto, there's actually a pretty big Korean population. So believe it or not, in my high school, um, it was majority like white people and Koreans. So that was it, that, those were the two. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Now it's not like that. But even in our area, we had Korean restaurants and bubble tea and like Korean, like a uh, PC bang, like what is it, computer rooms and stuff. Like it was a like, Korean wow. stuff in the neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. And and um, so our school like did have like a big Korean presence. So I grew up like in high school and elementary surrounded by a lot of Korean people or or, or like people who immigrated from Korea. Mm. Um, so they're like, you know, K-beauty stuff and like um, pictures, like they'd always have these like really magazines and pictures of these like on these, right? These like superstars. And like, I remember like, I always wanted the, like Kimi-san was really big back then. She had really 
straight hair and it was like red highlights mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that was huge when I was like in middle school and I remember like oh my gosh like I really wish I had that kind of straight pin straight hair um, and like uh-huh. the fashion and the fashion like back then I don't know if you knew but the hip-hop yeah. like kind of style was really big right. back then right. and so I remember wanting to like dress like that mm-hmm. but it's so weird because I'm like in Canada in Toronto and like they used to wear flares or like bell bottoms you know what I mean but in Korea right. it was like baggy baggy hip-hop pants but yeah. I would want to dress like that. that wow so you yeah. were it's like almost like you lived in Korea but you had almost, the American Canadian but, obviously Canadian yeah type. like I think I'm very I'm, I'm very Canadian like in terms of my thinking and like you know but it is very weird because I do still feel a very strong connection with the Korean culture um, and it is very true like the whole appearance influence it is it's ingrained, I think, in our culture, like wanting to look a certain way or wanting to look like presentable all the time, um, which is not realistic, but it's part of the cult- their culture. That's true. Um, so like, you know, that's why like, you know, K-beauty is a big thing and Korean fashion is a big thing. But um, yeah, like I think if you're in- really into that culture, it's kind of natural that that becomes kind of an influence. You know what I mean? Sure, right. You see all these like pretty beautiful, like women and men and you're like oh I want to wear what they're wearing or I want to do my hair like hers right it's kind of like right they don't know any better that's how they dress Uh, um I mean Hmm. clearly I stick out when I visit there because we're wearing shorts and t-shirts right in the summer and we're they're like you're cool like yes or like oh your eyebrows are a certain way okay you're not from here right (laughs) I know yeah like no, oh you're contouring a bit too much yeah right. <laughs> like, and you know yeah. I'll be honest they they also thought because I visit in the summer a lot I was too tan and I don't purposely tan you know when you put on yes. summer, when I'm active outdoors mm-hmm. I do not cover always with the hat they're like oh mm-hmm. no muscle. and I'm like yeah okay like I'm too dark but again because they have beautifully pale skin but no, very weird though eh? isn't that that's the big one actually the tanning thing because I used to love tanning me too yeah American Canadian you know that's the thing mm. to do now I'm older I'm like no more sun <laughs> I mean I no I, I feel the exact same way so like I'm naturally I've been a stay-at-home mom for two years now so like I don't go out right that much so like I've lost my tan but like I do want to like still get a healthy glow yeah. But yeah, they they want like white, pale, 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 translucent, right? Like it has to be. I would not fit in. Yeah, right. Very yeah, translucent yeah. and to the point that mm-hmm. um, I'm probably pale now because the summer just starting. But even exactly, to my yeah. mom or grandparents, they're always like, you're too dark. And I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh, I don't know what to do. I'm a child. But no, so I you're know. at the point. I love hearing your background. I think it's a, a pretty unique in the sense of uh, really enjoying that being in, like K-drama is natural. K-pop was naturally mm-hmm. part of your upbringing and, and it wasn't mm-hmm. something you just got into. It sounds like your mom really influenced that, which is super cool. I admire that. Mm-hmm. So that said, what was the first K-drama that you ever watched? Okay, so I, I think we've talked about this briefly, like in passing. Like I remember seeing bits of a lot of historical dramas. Okay, so like my mom was really big into that and I I remember the historical ones, but I think the ones that I really remember, I don't know which ones came first, but like there was um, a drama called Propose, so it's like proposed in English, right? Kimi-san was in it, Rushiwan was in it, and that was one being's first K-drama appearance. I do remember I that. I remember that. I haven't, you know what, I could probably look at my phone, but like it was huge back then because back then Kimi-san was huge. 
and uh, Rushi one was huge. Rushi one was huge, and and yes, I do. Yeah. I I did see proposed. You you just bringing me back down memory lane, oh. but I thought Jutu was my first one. But remember, maybe it was proposed. A uh, purpose, I think. Okay, ninety-seven. Oh, never mind. Okay, so um, my first one was Chutu. I think Chutu was older. Yeah, Chutu was older. See, I don't really remember Chutu, but I have like some people I know that that was their first. They remember it. So good. I don't really remember it. Yeah, but purpose was also big. I remember because one being made an appearance in that drama uh -huh. with uh, holding a dog. He had like this long like thing, and he had a golden retriever, and he was like the boy next door. Oh. And Korea, even back then, went nuts for him. They were like, who is that guy with the dog? And then now he's like, he's still a huge star, right? Oh, he's um, still a huge star. Yeah, and I, I just yeah. saw him recently in a movie. But yeah, he's, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. well, whatever happened to Lushuan then? Where, where is he? You just reminded well, me. Well, okay, so he, he got into some, like, scandals. Like, he kind of went down a bit after, right, in fame. But okay. he also, like, had, like, kind of a domestic oh, abuse kind of okay. situation. So, yeah. I love how you know stuff. The super but no thanks for bringing okay memory lane and then so then that was your first one and then i guess i want to talk a little bit about when you're watching them tell me the process by the way when you pitch to your writers like as a writer i guess i want to know the inside of k-dramas as much you can as much as you mm. can share being a k-drama writer do you have to watch all the dramas and every episode to review them what is i'm just wondering look i do watch a lot of them for so like for for my job Right. So like I, you know, people are like, oh, why do you watch like, so, uh, like all of them or like I have to like give them a chance. Right. Unless I really have no interest. Right. Because there's only so many I can watch. But I did have like uh, like I do randomly get questions like, oh, how many hours do you watch today? And so I feel like people like think that I'm like sitting there watching these dramas for like six, seven hours. But yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a stay at home mom. OK, I watch my, my toddler from 730 a.m. until like. 7:30 p.m. right like and it's like busy right like right now I have 30 minutes because my she's taking a nap right but um yeah like but uh I I usually keep it on in the background while I'm working like writing you know what I mean like I have two right. screens so like I watch it but I do watch um the ones that I want to watch yeah and then if there's a drama that I'm really interested in I'll present it to Soombi and I'll ask them like oh hey um also there has to be like it has to be airing on Vicky most of them so if I want to do weekly, if I want to do weekly reviews, then they have to be airing on Vicky. I can do reviews of the first two episodes, but um, those ones uh, will only be the first two episodes if they're not on Vicky. Gotcha. Um, so, right. but if they're on Vicky, then I can do them like every week. So I'll present the idea. And if they want me to, then they'll say, okay, go ahead. You can do weekly reviews for them. So it obviously has to be a drama that I really like, right? Because mm -hmm. I have to watch it live. Like I have to watch it and then I have to write it like a review and then give it to them right away. Um, but uh, I do try to watch as much as I can because also, and you know this, like I sometimes do like very big features where it's like, oh, 10 best actors or right. like 10, best, and that has a huge influence and I recognize yeah. that. Um, so like, you know, I can't, I can't make everyone happy, but I try to be very objective, right? Mm -hmm. So like, I'm not going to put my favorite actors because I love them into a list just because I love them, right? Right, um, right. I'm going to try to go with like, you know, what's trending, what's popular, what a lot of people want. And like, you know, maybe somebody who deserves a little more recognition, things like that, right? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there's been some articles where I've been like, okay, you know what? I missed somebody. I admit, right? Like, fine. Yeah, you, right? can't, like, I mean, you can't read responsible no. for every, that's why I'm like thinking when you review the K-dramas, yeah. How much of it do you have to watch fully? I know you watch most of them, but
but mm. have you ever- I, I watch them fully. Yeah, I oh. do. I watch them fully. So if I'm writing about it, I will watch it fully. Okay. That's good to know. Um, and if I'm recommending it, I will have watched it. Like I'll never write about a drama if I haven't even given it a chance. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Then we will, um, you know, this is actually a good yeah, drama. Exactly. It sucked. No. Yeah. <laughs> like I watched, I watched all of the King and I hated that drama. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I was yeah. just because I just like, no, you're right. The story was kind of stupid. But anyways, um, uh, but we all have different tastes. But that said, yeah, so that's super cool. So then what, do you have a favorite? Um, you know what? I was like thinking like, is Tina going to ask me this? Like I should be prepared, but I'm not. But um, okay, so the one that I always, always say, because this is the safest for me in terms of like over the years, it's always been that one drama where I can always revisit and I'll like love it still is Secret Garden. And wow. I think I actually told you this, right? Yes, you did. You did. Um, That's interesting. That's so, an older one. Well, not that. Oh yeah. 2000. Yeah. 2009. Yeah. It's something like that. It's like, yeah. yeah. Mid, yeah. Mid to late 2000. Yeah. Maybe it's 2011. Early, actually. No, that's a good drama. I don't, I don't disagree with you there, but you mm-hmm. actually revisit it. I revisit it all the time. Yeah. It's like, it's my like, um, yeah, whenever I feel like, I feel like I can always watch it actually. Like I can always start an episode and I'll like want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause at the time, like I, I, it reminds me of the time when I watched it and I was like, you know, like I loved it when I watched it. And I think I'm revisiting that feeling. And it's just, if you watch a drama and you're not in a good place, I don't think you'll want to revisit it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or if you revisit it again later, you might like it again, or you might like it, but you didn't like it before. Right. That's interesting. Um, you're talking about mm-hmm. the there. That is, yeah, that is, it does have to do in the top. But yeah, like I remember like being excited to watch it at the time, like every week. So it's kind of reminds me of like good things, I guess. But um, there's, I have like a bunch on my top 10, but like other ones were like Goblin. I know um, people I are like Goblin. Talking about Goblin, but Goblin I liked and Prison Playbook. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hospital Playlist. She's, that's the same writer as one of your favorites. The, your One of your favorites, Reply 1988. Yeah, so she wrote also Prison Playbook and Hospital. I didn't writer. know that. That's so funny. That's mm. one thing I'm not good at, knowing who the writers are, except for the one who wrote Descendants of the Sun, Goblin. She, I just know mm-hmm. her, um, which I think she most has. People, yeah. yeah, most people don't really know, but like, I think, I don't actually know a lot of them, but I know the Reply series woman because she, everyone she writes is good. Like she wrote the all Reply series, Hospital Playlist, Prison Playbook. So like, they're all really good. Those are really good. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, a lot of her stuff is in my top as well. Also, Weightlifting Fairy. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, that's the only one I like, um, Nam Jiokin. Okay. So hopefully nobody like blasts me on there because he has a huge fan base, but you know what? It's actually, he can redeem himself. If he has another good drama coming up, I'll watch it. <laughs> Startup was just where I was just like, um, and that's actually, I remember when I was seeking yeah. you, when I was reading Sumpi, you always look for all the K-drama reviews and there's other articles obviously written by other writers, but when I would see yours, I think I recall a couple of the startup mm-hmm. ones you did and I'd be like, okay, good. Yes. You put in hundred PM. <laughs> I just remember going, I approve. No, I'm kidding. I would, have you ever gotten, you've mentioned this, but I'd like you to share this. Yeah. What's it like getting feedback from people? Okay, well, feedback is never, it's not always good. Um, and it's, it's usually good. It's usually good. Um, people are like, okay, I agree, but, okay. And then they say like, okay, you should have added this person or um, you should have, shouldn't have added that person. Um, and speaking of MGLQ was like one of the ones and also startup was one of the dramas, right? That I put in for my like must, it wasn't even like, 
best dramas of 2020 was like oh just must watch like you should watch Let's it watch. it was like a, it was like yeah, a trending k-drama yeah That's you fun. gotta watch hanji pyong right you gotta right. watch and even right? Jok and Susie. i mean they're all popular yes mm-hmm. yeah and um i don't have anything against like uh nam Jok and Susie, so like i watched it all but um yeah there are like some people who get very aggressive with their opinions and it's like okay like um you know you missed this person like you know do you even know like blah 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 and like sometimes i'll reply back most of the time i'll try not to but sometimes it's like people are just so rude right Mm -hmm. um and they can be like very like confrontational and you know i just want to be like you know what you can always apply for a job (laughs) you know like if you you know so much about it write the review just kidding (laughs) no i know but like you know what i mean i'm just like i'm just one person here just putting my opinion you know like Mm -hmm. you know there's only so many key dramas and so many actors like i wish i could do like 50 best actors but like you know this this is 10 right but um yeah sometimes so sometimes it does uh like you know get to me a bit but at the same time like it's I get over it pretty quickly because like I'm on to the next article and somebody else is complaining with that one right so like it's like a pretty like it's pretty fast paced because I'm yeah I'm dishing out like one or two a week right so oh you, oh so you have one or two articles a week gotcha okay usually sense. like yeah, I um come up. that's not what like Snoopy asked me but like I I usually that's how much like I produce hmm. um so okay. I try to do at least once a week yeah that, that makes sense that's mm-hmm. super cool. So you still like the job? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do. I do like it. Um, it does. Like, I think right now, since this pandemic, I've been writing a lot more. Okay. And obviously watching a lot more. Um, and it's obviously because like, I can't do anything else. Right. I probably wouldn't be able to write or watch as much if pandemic wasn't going on. So I guess it's kind of a blessing in disguise. Right. Cause I can, um, I can do this, but I do still, I do still enjoy it, but with this pandemic, I feel like people are getting a lot more into K-dramas, right? Like, and they're a lot more hardcore fans and a lot more, I'm getting a lot more messages and a lot more comments, which is okay. Cause I know with the whole like 2020 wave of K-drama, you know, like with Crash Landing, Etion Class, right. oh. it's okay to not be okay. Like those ones have popular. brought in a lot of new uh, K-drama fans. So, and you know, so they've become a lot more opinionated about certain things but like you know that comes with the territory so it's okay like you know they're loving Korean drama right, that's right. like yeah that's at the end of the I'm day part of that. super cool yeah so that's, like that's, that's part of my culture so right exactly yeah. I was gonna say mm-hmm. what what is something you want to share from your perspective not just as a writer but just from k-drama perspective what mm-hmm. makes it so appealing to not obviously Koreans but a global audience what is it about k-dramas that have really taken this world by a storm um it's the exact reason why I love k-dramas like the reason why like if I had to compare it I like you know I don't want to put one down but like if I had to compare it to like American dramas American like shows tend to be like so long and they tend to be like more than just like one season right and they tend to be like really um there's so many characters and so many so much development and anything happened and then there's like several seasons that you have to wait like a year for right which is like awful with Korean dramas though it's pretty like um 16 episodes is standard right 16 episodes one hour ish over or maybe a little bit more episodes um it's like it has a formula right there's like usually a love story and there's tropes that you've become accustomed to so you kind of know what to expect I just think it makes like it makes your watching a bit more enjoyable. And then you have all these actors who are acting in dramas regularly, like the same actors, 
right? right? So you, right. there's like, oh, you yeah. get to see them over and over and over again. Like, you know, Kim Sono, you know, with the startup right. and like not even a year later, he's going to be in another drama, right? And a whole yeah, new right. character, a whole new story. Um, so it's like always fresh characters, like um, you're familiar with the stories and like, I just, yeah, like the predictability of it and mm-hmm. the fact that you can watch it in like a weekend, like a whole series if you wanted to. And there's so many of them, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, and they're so accessible now with Netflix and, you know, like people, anybody can watch it. It's like, in your, it's in your face before it wasn't as much, right? Right. Um, it's definitely mainstream. But yeah, there's just, yeah. And people like, you know, love the love story, right? Like in Korean dramas are all about love. It is. Um, not all of them, but like, you know, people, all that that good right. feeling and, and I like you mentioned tropes so that said then what's your take and I this is a loaded last question but mm-hmm. you know I talking about mental health and k-dramas so mm-hmm. what what would you say in your opinion um is the connection between k-dramas and its impact on one's mental health both that good and bad because obviously there's mm-hmm. there's realisticness of sometimes it can affect you in a certain way like you said when you're not mm-hmm. in a place it was mm-hmm. hard to watch. I know some people in that, but for you, how would you explain that connection between K-dramas and somebody's mental health? Um, well, yeah. So like you said, in terms of the negative first, like the K-dramas, um, there's a lot of aspects of it that can be very triggering. And in terms of in the Korean culture, there's like certain parts about mental health and, um, you know, certain traumatic experiences that they're not as sensitive to, I think, in terms of like, you know, uh, North American is very like right now they're trigger like very you know trigger warning like you know um, all that stuff so Korea's not really into that space yet so like there are a lot of traumatic like events and specific scenes that might be very like not good for people's like mental health and also a lot of issues about bullying and mm-hmm. uh, physical appearances and um, you know things like that like it's just very prevalent in Korea and very real which is also very real in North America but like things like that can be uh, kind of like a downer and you know maybe some people will feel kind of turned off by it but on the other hand there's also like okay the healing dramas and the coming out of that um uh, by the end of the story and like you know most crazy dramas tend to always have loose ends and they always like have kind of most of the time like everyone's pretty happy you know except the second lead right but like they certain but to a certain extent they still like you know it's like okay they're still okay right um and they tap loose ends which is like the happily ever after ending you know, usually the like K-dramas do. Um, so like, I think that is healing in a way, indirectly when you're, when you're seeing that, you know, like, oh, you know, she came out of the shoot, you know, was poor and she was unhappy and she was bullied. And, but she found like this like rich CEO guy and, you know, they're riding off into the sunset. They're like happy, right? So um, it's like indirect healing and happiness kind of, right? Um, that will make anyone happy, I think. Just relief. I love that. No, that's perfect. That's exactly what that I would answer. We're down to the last minute. So I guess mm-hmm. um, I'll let you go. We'll talk, we'll have to talk about Vincenzo in episode, another episode where you're going to join me and we'll break down why Bina Hearts <laughs> does not like Vincenzo. And I'm desperately trying to convince her because she likes Song Jungi better than me. I mean, I like him. Oh my God. Song Jungi is my favorite of all time. Yeah. He's acting well. Yeah. He's getting nominated by the Pixel Awards. Hello. I know, I know. I do not, I do not deny his acting ability. He's such a good actor, but like just, yeah, the story. uh, Okay, well, we'll talk about that. Okay, we'll talk later. But thanks, folks, for listening. This is Dina Lee in a heart on Soompi. Thanks for joining us and watching Nunes. Thank you, Bye. Bye. 
Thanks for joining us on the Nunas Nunchi podcast. You can listen in on platforms such as Spotify, Pandora, Google, and Apple, but also watch the podcast on our Nunas Nunchi YouTube channel every Monday where it launches at 6 p.m. Eastern.